friends and welcome to Scuttlebutt, the podcast with good news and bad news. I'm Joe. And I'm Rosie. How are you doing, Rosie? I'm good. I got the giggles. You got the giggles. We had to stop and start about three times. Yeah. It's out your system. Yeah. You ready for the very serious comedy podcast? Well, I did try to sober myself up by going, people have died. People have died. (laughs) (laughs) To try and get rid of the It's your go-to sobering thought. (laughs) People have died. I know, but I just... But are you thinking of any specific <laughs> no, deaths? Just, Do you have any specific deaths in mind? Not really. Just sort of just try to like <laughs> add balance to the sort of the, that sort of giggles. But I just oh, I've always been. I, it's funny. I never get the giggles anymore. So it's quite a, a weirdly enjoyable experience. But like, yeah, it's like a novelty. Yes, yeah. again. I used to get it a lot as a kid. Mm-hmm. So when I um when I used to be in a choir. Singing Kids of Yarkham, mm-hmm. Sky for short. Mm-hmm. Um, we wore bright yellow polo shirts because the blue ones were too expensive, <laughs> <laughs> and they could get the yellow ones for cheap. So we had there was a song and it was all about autumn mm-hmm. and collecting conkers. Okay. Um, and I was about ten, eleven, and my friend said plonkers instead of conkers, oh, and boy mistake. did we lose our shit. <laughs> <laughs> I mean that is that is classic gold. <laughs> moment <laughs> yeah well it was um oh god this just shows how much of like a rural upbringing that i had you said conquers yeah. it's not conquers it's conquers <laughs> yeah do you want to know the tune i'm sure it's out of copyrighted i'm sure it'll be fine go on so it was um do you want me to sing plonkers or conquers uh surprise me okay uh conquers i'm collecting conquers i try my hardest to find the biggest and the best conquers collecting <laughs> conquers <laughs> So, and which one was the mistake made? Was it collecting plonkers? That... Yeah, it was collecting plonkers. I'm trying hard to find the biggest and the best. What a song! I know. Um, so we were like the young, like young choir. So it was like from ages sort of six to maybe twelve, mm-hmm. um, and then you once you kind of get a bit older, then you can join young farmers. So it was kind of like a review show. Those are the two types of youth activity you have in the southwest: singing and farming. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Those are the two activities you're allowed to do as a youth. Yeah, and then it slowly becomes when you become kind of of age, then young farmers just becomes just sort of like a arena for dating. Okay. And when I mean dating, I mean sexual acts in varying different comedy scenarios. <laughs> I think that's lots of people's definition of dating. No, but this review show, so we did a little bit, including Plonkers and me and... <laughs> Collecting Plonkers. And um, I shouldn't say her name. Oh, she's not going to listen. I mean, Becky Pitwood. Yeah, Becky Pitwood. She's doing very well. She's having a lovely life. Um, from what Facebook's telling me. Yes, we were just laughing at Plonkers. But then they went on to <laughs> the rest of the review show, which like doing weird little skits and other songs, mm-hmm. including... A massive rendition of the Age of Aquarius, <laughs> <laughs> which I completely forgot about until now, and I just remember. But also, I remember it, the whole thing. Yeah, like like that that one. It's a very special thing, you know that. Yeah, the Sammy Davis Jr. one. No, what? Is that? I don't know. I don't know. What, what <laughs> are the you age of, that's the age of Aquarius, isn't it? It's the a... age of Aquarius. No, 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 not the age of Aquarius. The other one was Sammy James Jr. When he's like, da, da, oh, we might have to. I might have to look this up. <laughs> hang on, hang on a minute. Just because, hang on. That one where Sammy Davis Jr. goes dubba dubba. <laughs> oh, what is it? It's not Mr. Bojangles. It's like, 
the rhythm of the rhythm of life rhythm of life that was it rhythm i've never heard of this before oh and it's for it's not it's not the age of aquarius i was wrong <laughs> Daddy started out in San Francisco, tooting on his trumpet loud and mean. Suddenly a voice said... So that, that is a ridiculous song. Yeah. But also, like, how does the choir sing that? Did you have one person who was the lead singer and then everyone else was going, shooby, shooby? Yeah, I think... Shooby, shooby. <laughs> I think, so. well, it was like the... So I think it was the young farmers who were singing, like, all the main bits. <laughs> and then... The and, then, and, then, and, then <laughs> and then us young'uns, I think we were just going, booby doo boop booby doo when you think of what happens in the southwest, it's <laughs> probably exactly what you imagine. Yeah, it's exactly. All the young farmers come together <laughs> to sing a Sammy Davis Jr. doo-wop song. Yeah, um, and it's from the film Sweet Charity, released on February 14th, 1969, with Shirley MacLaine. Good. Because Sweet Charity is also the Mama Chowak and the Drag. <laughs> but I also um, get the giggles in church, which is a big thing for me. I think I think it's natural. I think any time you're supposed to not get the giggles, your brain wants to sort of diffuse that situation. Yeah. I, find, I sometimes get the giggles at funerals. Yes. I remember once I went to a funeral and I thought the, um, is it the pulpit where the um, vicar or whatever sits? Oh, yeah. I thought it looked like a dodgem. It was going to start driving around. <laughs> yeah. And I just, I couldn't contain myself. Yeah. Well, after that meandering, mm-hmm. shall I crack on with some good news? Yeah. Yeah, okay. So, um... It's good news for an old guy in China. (laughs) (laughs) An old guy in China? Okay, and also I want to say, this is good news. It's not really good news. (laughs) It's just Bad news for an old guy in China. It's really hard to find good news at the moment because, like, the only good news is that, oh, Princess Charlotte poked her brother. Like, that is literally (laughs) the best good news that there is at the moment. Of, like, oh, isn't it adorable? Oh, isn't it cute that Princess Kate is putting... Prince Louis in hand-me-down clothes and you're like they're still millionaires mm-hmm. for no good reason stop trying to make them normal like do you know what I mean it's like oh they're they're just like us it's like no they're not they're part of a really weird archaic system uh-huh. but I will keep watching the crown um mm-hmm. so it was good it's good news for an old guy in China yes yeah. so 85 year old um Han Zisheng mm-hmm I think I pronounced that right. Apologies if not. Mm-hmm. Um, he is looking to be adopted. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, he kind of got to an age where he realised he was quite lonely and he just didn't want to go into a, a nursing home. And I think um, a big part of like Chinese, older Chinese culture is that the idea is that you kind of come from like a really big family mm-hmm. and you kind of all take care of each other. And if there's like lots of siblings, then one will generally look after like the older generation. Mm-hmm. So there was kind of a tradition of like how the young would look after the old and yeah. sort of and all those kind of things. But um, do you, like with the kind of cultural revolution coming in and with uh, Mao coming into power and the kind of one child policy, it kind of has like flipped the whole structure of basically of, of Chinese life and that kind of the... well I know that I know that traditionally um, in China the primary religion was ancestor worship you would worship icons of your ancestors for, for guidance and spiritual help and then when you died you would join your ancestors uh, did that sort of go out of fashion at, during the Cultural Revolution um, I think so I think it kind of it, it kind of went out of fashion I think it's been probably like I think it's kind of coming back in as it's less mm-hmm. um, rigid and kind of Hardcore, I guess. Yeah. I want a better word than hardcore, but do you know? Uh, what I guess saying? quite dogmatic was the the cultural revolution, wasn't it? Yeah, and and because of the kind of restructuring of like 
how a, a, like a Chinese family would look. So it's sort of only having one, only having one child, and mm-hmm. like that it just practically means that like if you only have one child and there's like and you're still a married couple, you've only got one child to look after you mm-hmm. in your old age. So it kind of just means that that's too much pressure on the child, and mm-hmm. like obviously you want to go off and make money and things like that. But it also means that now China has like an aging population, sure. which I think is common. Oh, it's a big in lots of like urbanized, industrialized countries. That is a, a problem. Yeah. So I think in uh, well in China, it's already fifty um, percent of the population is over sixty. Really. And by twenty forty, it'll be one in four that are over sixty. Blimey. So it just means that there's just like not enough young people to look after the old people, and also, I suppose this might kind of be phased out as like the older people are younger. No, but that doesn't make, uh, basically what I mean is that like now there's a generation of older people who can remember the time before the revolution mm-hmm. where there was that ancestry um, culture and you know it was sort of you you were treated much better as an older person in the family. Yeah. Whereas now, which is what Han had experienced, is that like his children just weren't like as around to look after him sure and he was very grumpy about that (laughs) (laughs) so this was just a fuck you to his kids kind of yeah so um so So is he looking for new children or (laughs) (laughs) well he's just looking for anyone that will look after him oh um and so he kind of just got really fed up one day and he wrote uh, basically an ad this is a really lovely article i will link it in our show description and like it's a really lovely like quite long read mm-hmm. and it's written beautifully so um i just like the just like the detail of like he wrote on off-white paper in a mm-hmm. blue biro an advert that went in the bus shelter um and basically it read like this so it says lonely old man in his in his 80s strong bodied <clears throat> can shop cook and take care of himself no chronic illnesses um he was retired from a scientific research institute in uh, Taij- Tanjin uh, with a monthly pension of 6,000 RMB, which is about £700 a month. Mm-hmm. And basically he was like... You want to get a bit of this? Come and get me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I do sort of wish... Maybe... I like to make think that the, the ad had a saucy picture. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, of just him being like, want Ooh, some of this? Him I... just in a cardigan on a chair having a nap. <laughs> yeah. This could be yours. Well, who, th- well this was going to lead me to my next question. What old, old celebrity would you like to adopt? Which old celebrity would I like to adopt to have around the house? Yeah, like if there was an opening and you, and you would want to like... So it would involve like, they have to live in your house <laughs> um, and you've kind of got to look after them and make sure they're okay and like, you know. I feel like Bill Murray would be funny if like all oh, the legends are true and he just gets into random parties and scrapes. <laughs> that could be entertaining. But maybe you'd spend too much time just trying to find <laughs> elderly Bill Murray. Yeah. Where is he this time? Where's he gone to? Oh, oh he's gone to a mini golf course. <laughs> he oh. owns the mini golf course now. Oh, he's in a he's in a jazz club in Chicago. Oh, <laughs> Ooh, I was trying to think of what. I mean, again, Judy Dench I think could be fun. Mm-hmm. Um, I like the fact that she. I think she's quite famous for doing cross stitch on set. Okay. But she cross-stitches rude words. That's fun. So it's always like, fuck off. You can put those up in the toilet. Yeah, exactly. That's nice. Nice talking point. Um, I don't know. It's a really funny concept because it's, to me, the idea of like having an old, but like, uh, this sounds so horrible. Having an old person in your house. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> no, but like, it's sort of something that's never like, necessarily. Yeah, I've never, uh, I've never had, I've never had an elderly relative live with us. Uh, that's something that seems to come up in 
like old American sitcoms where the granddad lives in the, the little bungalow. Yeah. Or a little annex. Mm, and then just comes all in and is like, ah, oh, oh. <laughs> 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 what? <laughs> and, just, and just splutters <laughs> incoherently and then leaves. Well, you know, just like, I don't know. Basically, I, that was like a summarising of says something scandalous that old people shouldn't say. And then, ooh. <laughs> I think that's the thing that I think I'm going to find really hard about getting old is the idea that if I tell someone to fuck off then someone's gonna find that like adorable oh yes do you know what i mean the kind of like, like power away yeah exactly there's something very like infant like i think we kind of almost like make our old people into like infants and be like yeah. oh isn't she cute oh she's so fuck off oh, nice. granny rosie's grumpy she's had her, <laughs> she's had her dinner <laughs> yes, I'm oh, fuck off, <laughs> yes of course i'm fucking angry because <laughs> you'll treat me like a fucking idiot <laughs> Get me my toast. Oh, this is a bleak, a bleak future. <laughs> but Granny Rose didn't get her toast. Well, I think because I already, I so I look quite young. I've got quite a round face, mm-hmm. so I get. Well, I don't know. I do. I think I do get patronised quite a lot, maybe more than normal. So I think if I just trans, I fear this is my. Maybe it's not my biggest fear. My biggest fear is death. Mm-hmm. But um, is. I will transition from looking like a very young person for a long time and then suddenly, <laughs> suddenly boom, will drop. old lady and then I will forever have to, I'll just be like, oh, what do, 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 do. You'll never have that middle period where you're respected as a, as an adult woman. Yeah. Because you'll go from looking like a toddler to looking like a an elderly woman. Yeah, like a sweet old lady. <laughs> I mean, I've got quite like round high cheeks. I'm, my biggest fear is they're going to just drop and I'm going to have You've got to embrace it. Let it happen. I know, but I'm going to have like little flappy jowls that sway in the breeze. <sighs> but um, <laughs> back to Han. Yep. This um, this story kind of went quite like viral in China mm-hmm. and like people were really like calling him up all the time and like showing a lot of interest. Mm-hmm. But apparently Han's very um, picky. <laughs> <laughs> he's choosy. Yeah, he's choosy. Not just any family will do. Yeah. And well, I guess when when people are coming to you, if you go viral, then you have the, you can choose to be, you you have the look through being picky. Well, I think he had like lots of people coming and like showing him lots of interest in like um and yeah, just sort of being like, oh, this is like I'd be up for this, but like none of them showed him the sort of respect that he wanted okay. and that kind of and then kind of going back to the sort of like. Basically, just sounds like a really grumpy old man. He's like, the soup's still thin. Well, if you're going to disown your own family and look at the new one, you clearly got <laughs> unrealistic standards. Well, no, exactly. And like, he was just being very, really, like, quite choosy and quite picky. And ultimately, never he never settled on choosing someone to adopt him. Mm-hmm. So um, he said that he had um, two sons, and one had emigrated to Canada, and one was like estranged. And so this is when okay, the story gets sad okay and maybe this shouldn't be good news but like so he he passed away oh um without being adopted no but but it was his own fault for too choosy <laughs> he had the opportunity he was very picky um but he found out so through like social services like they had noticed that like people hadn't seen him around so much so they tried to like chase him up and then they phoned him, phoned his apartment and someone else picked up and it was one of his sons oh. and, his, and it was his son from Canada and he found out about this story going like really like sp- had gone big and like people were kind of speculating about his family and apparently like not much of it was true according to the son and he was really oh uh, really it's blown out of proportion yeah and the son was really embarrassed because he was like no we look yeah, after no him and actually there were three sons 
What? There were three sons, not two sons. Like, there's a secret son. There's a secret son. And so Han said, like, one of his biggest fears was that, like, he was just going to, like, die alone and no one would know that he died. But what, like, what had happened was that he had, he was starting to feel unwell and, like, they found that he had made a phone call, but they don't know who to. Mm-hmm. Like, in the story they say, maybe someone from the military service. And I was like... <laughs> What? <laughs> like it's like, the, like the rest of the story has been like very cutesy, like old man like to get adopted, and they just like drop in this with like, no context. Maybe I mean he did work for like a maybe um, he phoned a sausage maker. <laughs> well, it's like um, I think maybe because he worked for like a science researcher, so maybe they wanted to like to oh, yeah, military. spice it, okay. s- spice it up a bit. But like fortunately, he did die with someone there. And it was he didn't he doesn't he doesn't die alone but um yeah he he tried to get adopted but I think I mean I mean this story is just grouchy old man is grouchy <laughs> yeah basically <laughs> grouchy, old <laughs> grouchy old man is grouchy then dies yeah <laughs> so good news who is this good news for is it? I don't know but it just seems better than a baby was born. Into incredibly <laughs> privilege and is wearing old clothes. Like, that you know. <laughs> is that your second choice of. <laughs> of well, to be honest, my, um, my, my story that I am, I'm not going to do, my other like um, choice was about how <laughs> fish and chip shops are just going to be closed because of uh, Brexit. That's not good news either. No, I know, but there's no good news, Joe. There's no good news apart from like. Holly Willoughby's wearing a nice T-shirt. Like, well, this is this puts the entire the entire format of the show <laughs> in jeopardy if there is no longer any more good news. Well, I'm gonna try, but if until the good news stops being like the royal wedding or the royal baby, and there's gonna be more, you just gotta let people get royal, royal weddings out of their system. Yeah, royal nonsense. Before there's gonna be some more like I don't know, bit of a dog who. Smiles. <laughs> I don't know. I like that. Like, <laughs> Dogs because, are smiling all the time. That's no, not news. No, I know. I mean, oh, I don't know. Because I mean, was really, really trying to find good news. And it seems to be that the internet's version of good news is, look at this list of puppies. <laughs> 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 and it's just like, no, no, no. I want like some hope and some like nice things. And it's like, no, no. Shh, look at the puppies. Mm. Look, this one's in a basket. <laughs> This one's got its head stuck in a door, but it's cute. So, so good news for puppies on the internet. Yeah, as popular as ever. <laughs> They're always going to be popular. Are you ready for some bad news? Yes. Well, from one sad old man to another. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's bad news for Stan Lee. Oh no! Why? Bad news for Marvel Comics pioneer Stan Lee. Somebody has been stealing Stan Lee's blood. What? What? <laughs> How? So, so to give a bit more backstory, uh, this is quite a tabloidy story. Okay. So, uh, to be taken with a pinch of salt, but uh, Stan Lee uh, mm-hmm. has not been having the best time recently. Okay. He's made a lot of money from the success of the films. Yes. But with success brings um, a lot of. Uh, he's had a lot of people trying to basically take advantage of a ninety-five-year-old man. Yeah. And a lot of people trying to scam him out of money and his sixty-year-old daughter. Uh, no. So okay. he's, he's he's having a hard time. He's um, particularly with uh, an unnamed former business partner who he co-founded a charity called Hands of Respect with. Mm-hmm. He's basically just been grifted left, right and centre, yeah. allegedly. Mm-hmm. So Lee sent him a, uh, a, a $300,000 loan to Hands of Respect, which mm-hmm. he claimed was taken without his permission. Oh, no. In addition to that, uh, this, co- this unnamed colleague 
uh, allegedly bought a $850,000 condo using Stanley's money. What? And a $1.4 million wire transfer just disappeared from his account uh, through mysterious means. So Stanley is just losing money uh, and he's in legal battles trying to... Uh, part of me was like, you know, he, he needs to maybe talk to Iron Man and get his, <laughs> get his bank. <laughs> uh, but unfortunately, Iron Man is a fictional character who cannot... <laughs> I thought you were going to say, well, sounds like Stan Lee needs to get himself adopted. <laughs> he needs a, a new family oh, who can protect him. Okay, well, Stan Lee should maybe get himself adopted. <laughs> cut it in, cut yep, it in, cut it. it. <laughs> okay, we'll do it but yeah, no, well, I mean, that was, I mean, that's a testament to, well, no, he didn't write. Did he write Iron Man? Yeah, he wrote yeah. Iron Man, he wrote Spider-Man, uh, I think Thor, uh, quite a few others. Oh, right, because it was good, yeah. I mean, that's not helpful now, being like... <laughs> Not gonna help him now. Um, but he's, he's just having a very hard time. Yeah, but I think I feel like with someone like Stanley, surely you would have because his assets must be huge mm. in terms of like because it was I think Infinity War the one that's just Infinity War yeah uh, the film that's just come out I think it has made like it's the quickest film to make a billion ever mm. like these like, yeah yeah and so I mean I don't know how obviously he must have like. A nice, a nice sweet cut of that. But like, I don't, I don't know what um what his contract is. Whether he gets a, a percentage or whether he was just paid outright for his intellectual property. It is in his contract that he has to appear in every film using his characters, which is oh. why, which is why I'm getting so sick of seeing his I, face. Well, I just a part of me is just like, oh, Stan, you're, you're very old. Like it's, it's like, they're long days. That time, <laughs> like 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 a day on set is long. Like you start at seven, you don't wrap until eight. Does, just, does, does he need to be there on set the whole day to just show up and go, Excelsior? <laughs> well, if he, I Cut. mean, his little cameo, I suppose, because it's like as short as maybe like any other like extra on something. I like the idea that he's maybe just on like on the on the extras bus, like on the SA bus, <laughs> just being like, hey, I made all of this. And then like most of the extras are like, yeah, yeah, all right. Yeah, yeah. Like. <laughs> yeah, we, we, we're over it. We've seen it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. There was a there was a fun theory. So um, in the Marvel comics, there are these characters called the Watchers, mm-hmm. who are basically audience surrogates. They're oh, okay. a mysterious race of beings who show up during times of conflict, and they don't interfere. They just watch mysteriously. Oh. And s- someone raised a, th- uh, had a theory that Stan Lee was the Watcher in the MCU, and ah. he just shows up to be mysteriously there ever present yeah. during uh, <laughs> um, but in the in the Guardians of the Galaxy 2 they actually they, they reference that theory by having him just chatting with a bunch of watchers on the planet oh really yeah. oh so, yes yes so, yeah no no I do remember oh MCU is Marvel Cinematic Universe, Universe. Yes. there we go I just thought I'd say that just because I mean we're nerds <laughs> but well, <laughs> But before we get back to him, his blood being stolen. Oh yes, Wait. Well, no, no, no I, I have more to say about his cameo. <laughs> well, I was trying to figure out his bacon number. His bacon number. Yeah, do you, do you know what a bacon number is? No, I don't know what a bacon number is. So, um, have you heard of Six Degrees of Kevin Bacon? I mean, I could sort of maybe put it together, but tell me. <laughs> well, um, there's a, basically the, it's a bunch of nerdy mathematician chat. Yeah. Uh, about the idea of six degrees of separation, where you could potentially be connected to any other person in the world through six social links. Okay, yeah. And the way that's represented in Hollywood is you have a bacon number, which is the number of the number of steps it takes. So if you've been in a so say for instance, so Kevin Bacon was in X Men First Class yes. with James McAvoy. Mm-hmm. James McAvoy was in all I can think is start of pretend, but Oh no no Start of Pretend, which Benedict Cumberbatch is in, which yes. takes us to Infinity War. 
Yes. Or any of the Doctor Strange, which takes you to Stan. Yeah. So through, through, through that method, Stanley has a Bacon number of four. Yeah. Uh, but I think I I think he's got a Bacon number of two. Oh. Okay. Because he wasn't in X Men First Class. Yeah. But he was in the first X Men film. Yes. Which also stars Hugh Jackman, mm-hmm. who was in X Men First Class. Oh, with nice. Kevin Bacon. He's got there you go. Bacon number of two. Nice. I was saying to you the other day, because how are you doing the, all the, <laughs> the e- 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 outfits? And I think we've just sat down and I'm like, I'm finally at peace with the idea that Kevin Bacon's just always going to try He's and just always going to be on, on the screen <laughs> at cinema time. Yeah, doing really awkward little weird cameos. Or like try, I think the worst ones is when he's like, he tries to reference like something within British culture and it just sounds so unnatural. So forced, like, so it's like let's have some fish and chips yeah or oh it must be chico time <laughs> and you're like oh you don't know what chico time is you, don't, bacon. you don't know what that is um but yeah i think i'm finally at peace with him being part of like the advertising <laughs> la- uk landscape of him trying to sell me a different mobile phone network i'm like okay kevin bacon's here to stay mm. oh and he was in that weird little leather outfit when he, there was like a britney spears Oh, yeah, I'd forgotten about that, and I preferred it that way. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, what do you think's happened? Do you think he's like, do you think there's like a... He's got some weird, um, (laughs) he's addicted to some kind of weird porn. He has to do uh, (laughs) it. He has to make the money back by being on Strange Outposts with Britney Spears. Yeah, I mean, I was just thinking of like a very messy divorce, but I like that. (laughs) I like the idea that he's maybe gotten into like crazy custom porn films, and that's how he's like just burning his money. Maybe he's like Nick Cage. Buys castles, but then makes custom pawns in them. But he doesn't make them. He wants them made in... I don't know. What? I don't know. Are you saying that Nick Cage <laughs> makes pawn in his castles? Not Nick Cage, Nick Cage. Nick Nicholas, Cage. Nick, Nicholas Cage. Yes. Yes. I know he buys lots of castles. Yeah. Does he make pawn in them? Or is that something... Who's to say, Joe? <laughs> I don't know. Well, that's... Uh, rumours have got to start somewhere. <laughs> That's me just basically be the Daily Mail online. That's the voice I have. <laughs> Who's to say? But more. <laughs> There's no proof that it doesn't happen. Yeah. By the way, do you want to know where she got her t-shirt from? It's very reasonably priced. Is that a Daily Mail thing? Yeah, like it's really weird. So if there's like a woman wearing a thing in the article and it'll be like, the headline will be like, Scandal! Woman! Wears t-shirt. <laughs> yeah. And then like you read all about it and they're like, oh, woman bought t-shirt, wore it, everyone got upset. And then it'll be like, you can also buy it, get the look! And then it'll be like, stupid. yeah, it'll link you to the how you can get the get the look, get the scandalous t-shirt look. So Stanley's blood has been started. <laughs> So, so this guy who's been basically grifting Stanley out of all his money, allegedly. Oh, and so his relationship is that he's like a business partner. An ex-business partner. Okay. He supposedly, mm-hmm. allegedly, faked Stanley's signature to set up an appointment with Stanley's private nurse to extract several vials of blood. This blood was then used to make a solvent DNA ink, which was used to stamp Sa- Stanley's signature onto limited edition comic books. That's <laughs> crikey. That is like... It's an elaborate um, scam. I you mean, could just use regular ink and say that it's got Stanley's DNA in it. I mean, but I, but then again, like, them nerds are fastidious. Like, <laughs> yeah, I can there's imagine... probably been at least one person who's paid money to get some of Stanley's DNA on a comic book and then do the test, yeah. taking it to the lab well, exactly. to make sure. Because these are going for $500 each. <sighs> yeah, but I mean, still, the, the effort of getting vials... <laughs> Of Stanley's blood for five hundred pounds a pop. 
Like, surely you could make... That's £500 per comic book stamp, so you could probably get quite a few stamps out of a vial of blood. But surely you're just, mixing it with ink. Maybe just do a panel at Comic-Con. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, do you know what I mean? Like, I think... I, I, he's an idiot. Like... <laughs> and also... I mean... <laughs> I feel like I'm heard it just reminds me of victim-shaming Stan Lee. But part of me is like, look after your blood, Stan Lee. <laughs> <laughs> or if you can't look after your blood, then it's your own fault, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, like, you, you know... <laughs> If you're just waving your limbs around, anyone can steal your blood. <laughs> Stanley. No, it was it was Stanley's private nurse. Was like, oh, I need some blood now. But <laughs> but surely his private nurse should like have certain like why 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 is why are they like knocking about with <laughs> Stanley's blood? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Again, because I don't, Stan- think, it's, I don't think it's unreasonable to suggest that uh, Stanley's nurse might need some of Stanley's blood from time to time. I mean, that makes, I mean, like, he's an old guy, like, blood tests that aren't unusual. What I mean is, why has she got them, like, in my in my head, they're, like, just rolling around in the back of the car. <laughs> I'm like, just no. jangling around. <laughs> yeah, just like, ding, 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 ding. Like, it needs to be, like, they need to be, like, locked down in a Tony Stark-style safe. Oh, of course. <laughs> Which is the universe that he exists. He doesn't exist in our universe. <laughs> I mean... How do you how do you even prove that? Like how do you even prove? Oh yeah, prove that your blood's been stolen. Yeah, there's holes, there's many holes in this story. <laughs> I mean, and also like, oh, it's stupid, isn't it? It's really stupid. <laughs> like just as I said, just like we're so greedy, so greedy. I, I'm outraged, Joe. I'm outraged. <laughs> you're outraged at this uh, guy who hypothetically stole the blood, or you're outraged this story exists. A bit of both. <laughs> but, like, I'm annoyed that this, like, that he would steal the blood because I'm just, like, just just invest your money in stocks. Do you know what I mean? Like, just... <laughs> You think there's less elaborate ways of making money than yeah. <laughs> stealing blood like, if you get to, uh, from I'm, an old man? I'm going to say now, if you get to the point where you need to steal someone's blood, <laughs> then... Take, take a good hard look at yourself. Take a couple of steps back. Go, Do I need to be stealing this Go blood? to the Are beach. Are there other things I could be doing? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> go to the beach, stare at the ocean, think, do I need to steal Stanley's blood? It could be like a power play. But he's 95! <laughs> Just wait! Just wait a few years! Do you know what would be more manipulative and probably would work better? It's just reconcile with him, become his, adopt him, adopt oh. Stan Lee. He adopts Stan Lee and they get on like really, really well. And then like, oh, let's go to the park all the time. And he's like, okay, have a nice fun time. And then like Stan Lee writes him into the will and then he gets a proportion of his estate. That's a better way. Don't steal blood. No. <laughs> <laughs> and the public service message for the for this episode is don't steal blood don't steal blood adopt old men <laughs> <laughs> so that's bad news for Stanley oh it is isn't it <laughs> oh it's a very good time if you've got to look after your like I mean they say look after your blood but not like keep it inside your cholesterol no I mean, usually they mean <laughs> usually they mean just uh, look after your cholesterol mmm that's bad news for cheeky butchers. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, Pete uh, Lima, a butcher from Leek. Um, so Leek is kind of in the Midlands, a bit north of the Midlands, near Liverpool. Mm-hmm. Um, I looked it up because I didn't believe it. I was like, oh, it's from a place called Leek. <laughs> um, but it does exist. So Confirmed. Real place, Leek. <laughs> Real place. 
Butcher received a warning from the police for his risque blackboard messages Uh-oh. outside of his butchers, um, some of which have included big-breasted birds. Uh, big, I see what he's done there. Yeah. Uh, horny sausages. What? <laughs> that was less clear. <laughs> yeah. And big cocks. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, so people have been effect- like a bit offended by these backboard messages. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I think someone obviously made a complaint. It's to- one step above just drawing a picture of some cock and balls on his... <laughs> I mean... It, on his A-board. It is. But I mean, so Pete, um, the butcher, um, he's 43. Um, Cheeky Pete. Cheeky Pete. Um, he was complaining about how he got this police warning mm-hmm. and he said it's PC gone mad but okay. I think I think it's really ironic that PC, the phrase PC gone mad isn't PC yes <laughs> that took me a while to decode yes you're right <laughs> it's not particularly that's my favourite kind of response to a joke is hmm mm, yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> that was like went through a machine in your brain. It's like processing, <laughs> processing, connect. Funny, <laughs> <laughs> which I feel like maybe isn't. Um, so he was saying that it's 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 PC gone mad. Um, uh, well, it it it's that attitude where it's the same attitude of like, well, I don't know. I, I guess he's not actively trying to offend anybody. No. Um. Anyway. No, he's not trying to offend anyone, and it is just like a bit of fun. And like, and we, um, and this is a ridiculous thing to say, but we are in a culture of cheeky blackboards. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Like, I mean, that's been like a thing for like what the last like four or five yeah, years. Yeah, I, I think I think it's uh, one of the many things that have arrived with Instagram. Yeah. Is if you can write something funny and silly on a blackboard, yeah, there's a chance people might take a photo of it and yeah, share it. Exactly, because you've got that retro aff look to it. Mm-hmm. Aff. As fuck. Yes. Just. Because... <laughs> I'm trying to make our. I'm trying to make this show more approachable. More accessible yeah. by uh, <laughs> the no <laughs> no acronyms in this show. <laughs> no no no. We're gonna um, unwrap it all for you. Um, so yeah, and like so you've got that yoldy look to it, and then like something cheeky and fun. Yeah. But I mean, oh, it's really hard because I think sometimes like or not hard, but like they're a difficult thing because sometimes they can be a beautiful piece of art mm. and then sometimes like they're just awful they'll be like oh but first coffee and you're like but i'm awake and reading this so other stuff's happened before now what <laughs> sorry <laughs> you know when there's like there's like a picture and it'll be like a bit like a little yawny face and then someone and, and it just goes like dot 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 but first coffee and you're like but first what before what well exactly before going to work yeah i guess so I mean, I don't know. I was trying to think of like this, like just really like saccharine ones of just like cutesy. Yeah, just cutesy, just like a yawn is a it's silent It's the equivalent of those um, the little framed pictures you get from garden centres that are like, "Don't talk to me until I've had my coffee." Yeah, or um, life's all about the size, the size of a glass of wine. <laughs> and you just go home away. is where the heart is, and my heart is a mess. <laughs> Like the cheeky, like, oh, I've only had like a cheeky bottle of wine. And then you're like, what are you trying to, what's the pain you're trying to blot out? <laughs> and is this magnet, is this fridge magnet going to plot, like, plug that hole? Yeah. No, because you're still drinking the wine. And that sounded judgy. You can drink <laughs> wine. It's fine. I don't know. <sighs> anyway. <laughs> but like, also, like, they like, sort of um, live, laugh, love. 
coffee. I don't know. Uh, do you yeah. know what I mean? It's just like kind of it's almost it's, it's like a, it's an arms race of who can do the most um Instagrammable pithy, weird little phrase about coffee you can put on a board. Yeah. That doesn't it's not going to make anybody want to drink coffee. No. Exactly. If you if you want a coffee, you're gonna have a coffee no matter what it says on the backboard. Yeah, exactly. Although I guess my my counter argument to that is I suppose a lot of well, this is a huge stereotype, but typically maybe so a lot of artists work in coffee shops. So I this guess is their chance to finally express yeah, themselves and yeah, <laughs> show a bit of creativity. A um, lot of them would have like a link to someone's copywriting website underneath. <laughs> yeah. So the the butcher got a little warning from the mm-hmm. police police officer, and he was and he was basically outraged. Uh, so he went onto Facebook and was like, "I've just been warned by the police," blah, 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 and then kind of like opened this conversation on Facebook and asked other people to come up with other. Meat puns, uh-huh. meat puns, and um, I mean, this probably makes me like peep quite a bit less. Um, so apparently, he was overwhelmed with responses, and mm-hmm. um, he was like, and it wasn't, he said, you know, and it wasn't just blokes sending sending the puns in, it was women too, because <laughs> women can enjoy sexy, <laughs> enjoy sexy meat puns as well. <laughs> the surprise, and that just like, I mean, that with like the phrase PC gone mad, I'm like. Oh, you're probably a bit of an ass, aren't you, Pete? Like, come on. <laughs> My favourite thing about this article is that they asked Jean Fisher, 64, mm-hmm. um, also for Bleak, and this is what she had to say about the matter. Is this going to be a, a meat, some meat wordplay? It's not meat wordplay, but this is just what she had to say about, oh, so the, whole, okay. about the, whole, her whole, the whole thing. And she's like, that is just Pete's sense of humour. Do you think anyone took, took that much notice? <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry about that. That speaks of a woman who's had enough of his shit. <laughs> like, imagine no one cares about your stupid <laughs> blackboard, Pete. Like, I mean, to be fair, like if you were like just go- going into the butchers buying some sausages, and you've got a guy who's just like, "Hey, look at my cock! Oh, bacon! Hey!" Like, was just like, like trying to do you know what I mean? Like, you'd be like. Okay, just calm, calm down. Like I think <laughs> it's a lot. If you if you if if you're going in there because you just need some meatballs, you yeah. don't want to have to have some patter as well necessarily. Well, exactly, and like I I mean, it's obviously it's quite nice maybe to like have a, like a little bit of banter, but at the same time, like I, I think I, I could imagine. I think it was a woman who complained about this about about the blackboard, and but I kind of understand it because like as a woman, you do. You know, you do kind of like in like it, like get a lot of like just crappy sexy puns thrown yeah. at you quite a lot, or like if you get that kind of attention and it's happening all the time, and then you see a blackboard that just says "big breasted bird" and or like yeah. "big cock," then you, you it might just be like you've had a really long day, you've had a load of shit at work where people just haven't listened to you, you've been wolf whistled that, and then you're getting like catcalled essentially by a blackboard, then you're going to like, <laughs> you know, yeah. do you know what, fuck this shit, I'm going to the police station and being like, that blackboard is stupid and the puns aren't that good. <laughs> <laughs> like, do you know what I mean? Like, I can, it's I, kind of a background level like buzz of objectification that's just always yeah. hanging in the air. Yeah, exactly. It's just like, ugh, like, do you know what I mean? It's just like a base, yeah, you only that shit but then i have also thought of some meat puns oh yes but yeah um they're not like i'm not great at puns is it are you suggesting is this your um first step towards opening a butcher shop yeah <laughs> so um i mean i'll start with my best one okay and they're gonna get worse <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean okay so 
So my first one is um, ribs for your pleasure. That's good. Yeah. Okay, I'll, I'll go for this one next. Uh, you're baking me crazy. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Uh, don't go baking my heart. Mm -hmm. <laughs> no, this is when I lost concentration. <laughs> Chick dick surprise. What? Chick dick surprise. That sounds like a terrible like product that they offer at this butcher shop. <laughs> yeah, it's like a chicken sausage. Mm. Um, and then meatballs in your face. <laughs> to the point. So you, you, well, I, mean, you, I don't think that's any less sophisticated than horny sausages <laughs> horny, or that was... big cocks. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a similar level of subtlety to big cocks. <laughs> yeah, big... horny sausages make sense. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I know, I don't. I don't yeah. So, I are mean... you going to suggest your meat puns to Pete? Maybe, maybe I'll, but, and then he'll be surprised. Or open a rival butcher shop. Yeah. Um, maybe I will, but maybe I'll, like, instead of, like, sexy meat puns, I'll try and make them sort of, like, um, woke, woke, <laughs> woke meat puns. Inclusive meat puns. Yeah, just, like, pronoun-free veal. Needs um, work. Yeah, it needs work. Maybe I'll maybe I'll open like a health food shop instead, and, and it and it just like it just has a blackboard outside, of just like just says the world's a bit on fire, but we, we have lentils. But we have lentils, and you can sm feel smug about that. Mm -hmm. And I think that that would be the best way to go. <laughs> cool. So yeah, so bad news for cheeky butchers. <laughs> <laughs> bad news for cheeky butchers who don't really know how puns work. <laughs> I mean, big-breasted birds. That makes yeah. I guess so. But yeah, no, big cocks on special offer. But then, I don't think you eat... <laughs> I don't think yeah. you eat cock. Like, no. well, but like, you eat chicken, which are hens. I don't think you eat. It's really, it's not one of those things that people would eat in olden times. Well, maybe. I mean, but you'd eat anything in olden times because, you know, you probably die the next day, so you'd be like, all right. <laughs> like, you just die of a mysterious disease, i.e., Probably the flu. <laughs> and then you're just going to be like, well, I am going to eat like this ox nose because I'll probably die. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll get burnt as a witch, so prepare me. I'll eat a toad. <laughs> as the expression goes. <laughs> In for a penny, I'll eat a toad. Yep. Right, we have our last bit of good news for the day. Why not? So it's good news for time. For time? Time. Specifically mm -hmm. good news for time zones. Oh, okay. Korea mm -hmm. has two time zones. Oh, okay. It has Korean standard time, mm -hmm. which they use in South Korea. Yeah. And that's nine hours ahead of GMT. Mm -hmm. Okay. And then in North Korea, they have Pyongyang time, oh. which is 30 minutes behind Korean standard time. Really? Mm -hmm. So this was, this was started in uh, 2015. Kim Jong-un introduced Pyong time. Okay. Uh, and it was as a tribute to uh, Korean history, which was this was the time zone that they used in Korea okay. before it was occupied by Japan. Oh, and okay. Japan introduced Korean Standard Time in 1912 during their really? occupation. Okay. Yeah. So uh, as a as a protest against Japanese occupation and as a tribute to Korean history, mm -hmm. uh, in 2015, Kim Jong Un just shifted everything back 30 yeah. minutes. So it's good news for time zones because. North Korea is scrapping Pyongyang time and, oh, okay. and going back to Korean standard time. Okay, so how long have they been on Pyongyang time? Since 2015, so three years? Three years. 
Oh, God, you must be exhausted leaving North Korea. Oh, I mean, for other reasons too. It's Tuesday, it's Wednesday, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, for other reasons too. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's plenty of things to be exhausted about in North yeah, Korea. Yeah, like, I think there's other, like, awful things that are happening in North Korea, but, like, just... If you have that, to keep changing your watch. But low level, that would really piss you off, though, wouldn't it? Like, it would, would be disorienting. I mean, we do have to do that every, twice a year. In Britain, is change our change our clocks. I mean, and that's like a daily event because then you have people. Well, it's like it's a two day event, really. No, it's like a three. Well, it starts on the Friday usually, doesn't it's it? It's a six month event. Yeah, it's like people got on the, on the Friday, be like, don't forget to turn your clocks back on Sunday, and then don't forget you turn your back back there, and then like on Sunday, you're like, oh, I didn't need to because everything I have is digital. And it yeah, anyway. it's, <laughs> and it's not an issue anymore. I feel like I feel like yeah, nowadays I don't really pay any mind. Just sort of it's something that happens in the background. Yeah, like, exactly. Oh. Uh, that happened. But then, you know, if we have a massive digital, like, apocalypse... Who knows what time it is? We'll be screwed. We'd have to get sundials. Yeah. <laughs> but then it's also mad because... No, I'm getting it. I'm getting it. My brain has gone, it's too much. Because obviously then, like, daylight savings, that's just a human construct, isn't it? Well, it's a bit old. I mean, there are people who campaign against daylight savings now because... I think there is an argument to make that it's old-fashioned and farmers don't really have any advantage of it nowadays. Farming isn't the biggest industry. Uh, industry. Yeah. Um, you tell that to a farmer. I, I will. <laughs> <laughs> at the next, at the next young farmers musical event. Yeah. Well, they have like proper like young. I mean, this is like a <laughs> advertisement for young farmers. They have like debates and like proper like you can be part of like the young farmers debating team. And there's sports teams. There's like a with the, the theatrical element and then also you can get fingered in fields that's also an element to it <laughs> like <laughs> there was art oh, so I only went to like a couple of young farmers meetings I'm really sorry to derail this but I remember one of the subjects that came up in one of the meetings was the fact that so the young farmers Cisco people um, were it's taking all my energy not to be like is it turnips <laughs> Was it a debate about turnips? Because I'm sure it sounds like very informative and interesting. Well, yeah. <laughs> but it's probably all about turnips, isn't it? <laughs> no, it got creepy. So people were like snogging and stuff behind um, the village hall mm-hmm. where the disco was happening. And there was a man in the bushes watching them. And they had we had like, this big discussion about like, oh, if you want to like do some kissing and stuff, try and keep Look it Look out in- for old men in bushes. Yeah, try and keep it indoors because there's a guy on crutches videoing it. What? Yeah, videoing like young teenagers having their first. That's horrible. <laughs> awful experiences. Well, yeah. So tell me more about time, please. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's very interesting. <laughs> yeah, this is very interesting all about time zones. But did you know that there was a cre- <laughs> there was a creepy old man watching <laughs> watching teenagers snog in Yarkham, <laughs> as you were saying. Horrible stories from your childhood. Useless information from ten years ago. (laughs) (laughs) So come (laughs) yeah. Okay, yeah. Uh, Well, uh, (laughs) (laughs) sorry. Right. Okay. But recently there was a historic meeting of um, uh, so Kim Kim Jong Un went to South Korea to begin some peace talks. Mm -hmm. Historically, this is uh, unprecedented and a big step towards. Uh, us all not getting blown up. Mm. Um, apparently, when he was in South Korea, 
he saw a wall with two clocks on them side by side with <laughs> Korea Standard Time and Pyongyang Time. Yeah. Showing different, like, with the half half an hour apart, mm. and it made him sad, Aww. and that's why he is scrapping Pyongyang Time. Oh. Nice. That softens his image a little bit. Yeah, it is. You feel like he's he's got. I don't know if he's got a new PR agent. Or yeah, something. he's doing very well. And we got. I mean, half expecting to find some pictures of him fucking kittens. Or... <laughs> what I was thinking of is because you get the has his like his iconic haircut. Yeah, um, uh, a carpet swatch per- perched on top of his. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking like if he does have like a new PR com- like PR agent or like just someone trying to like like an advisor. I just like the idea that he has like a beachy wave. Oh yeah, and some designer stubble. <laughs> yeah, and or like a little man bun. So accessible. Yeah, and he's like, oh hey, because isn't um, it's Kim Jong Un. Yeah. It, does, didn't he get brought up in Switzerland? Have I got that right? And he really loves cheese. <laughs> have we talked about this before? <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know if we have. <laughs> okay, maybe that's another day, another <laughs> another bit we'll of good put news. A pin in that one. Yeah. Um, so I'm just saying his Swiss, his Swissy cheesy outlook on life. Maybe. Well, his, one of his brothers got assassinated allegedly because he liked going to Disneyland. Really, it's quite bad for the Korean brand allegedly. Okay, I mean, there's better things to die for. Although I mean, <laughs> I did find out today that there's two Disneylands in America, <laughs> and not just one, which is what I previously thought. Where do you think it, the one Disneyland? Just Florida, because that was the dream as a kid, was going to like Disneyland Florida. Yeah. Because that's, Florida was the place of dreams, it had Disneyland in it. I if mean... It, I, th- I think the other one makes more sense if there was to be one, if there was one, like, do you know, I ever think of like Disneyland Studios in Hollywood where all, all Disney I mean, films are made. Yeah, no, that does make more sense. I think it was, ju- do you know what it is? I think it's just because there was an advert on a VHS that I watched. <laughs> yeah, it was Disneyland advertising Florida. Disneyland Florida. Yeah. That's the only one I thought existed. And also, like, obviously, Disneyland Paris. I mean, now I feel like a fool. Well, do you want some more terms and facts, or do you want to tell me more about creepy old men in your village? Yeah. <laughs> I guess time facts. <laughs> so it's surprisingly common for cities and districts to have unusual time zones. Mm-hmm. I kind of just assumed everything was in neat hour slots, mm. which is kind of, I found it so weird that North Korea was just 30 minutes off. Yeah. But, um, yeah, there's, there's cities in, and districts in Australia and Canada that are 15 minutes or 30 minutes off. GMT and India mm-hmm. has one time zone for its, the whole country. Oh wow! Um, it's a huge country. That's really weird. And yeah. then Nepal mm-hmm. is fifteen minutes ahead of India. But that's only like that's like its little hat. <laughs> <laughs> that's right, isn't it? Like that's it's when... a, Nepal is between is borders India and China. So it's like a little jaunty beret uh, geographically. <laughs> a little jaunty beret full of monks. Yeah. Yeah, fifteen minutes. Oh, okay. Well, I think in terms of time zones, I think in England until there was a time when we did obviously we had like GMT, but I think even like in terms of like the southwest and north, there were like one minute differences in time zones and things. And then it was I think it wasn't until someone who like standardised. Well, before before they was before GMT existed. Yeah. You had a time zone in Bristol and a time zone in Swindon and yeah when you when you boarded a train from London you had a display board with what time it will be in all of these different cities yeah there, there wasn't a, when, before GMT there wasn't a standard time zone okay so how can people find us Rosie you can find us um on uh... <laughs> one day you'll know off the top of your head <laughs> where people can find us okay you can find us on 
Twitter and Facebook and SoundCloud and iTunes at Scuttlebutt Pod and on iTunes looking for Scuttlebutt Podcast. You can also look for our names on Twitter. You are Mr. J. Mr. JC Lawrence. You are Mr. JC Lawrence. I am Captain Rowe. We tweet some nice fun things um, and all the links to the, all the articles that we use today will be in the description notes. And um, yeah, so thank you for listening. Yeah, see you next time. Bye. Bye. <laughs>